Hey, my friends, this is the Heads Up to the Longer podcast. It's all about a little bit more of taking responsibility, not allowing people to make you feel down or getting involved with their, I don't know, their gossip and things like that, which just brings you, brings everything down. And it's using the subtle art of rapport. And it's such an easy way. Three steps and boom, you'll never be the same again. You'll be even better. Have a listen after this. Hey, this is the Personal Development Unplugged podcast where we use hypnosis. Yeah, hypnosis. NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Don't worry what it is. It's just a mass of processes that we're going to get you to change. Change to let go of anxiety, low self-esteem, and create massive, massive supreme inner confidence. But that's confidence in your competence and competence in your confidence, which means you can do anything and be, well, be safe to enjoy. Enjoy the world as it should be with you at the helm, creating the life that you want. That's what this podcast is about. You and being the best you you could be, singing from your real voice, aligned with your mission, aligned with your passions. That's what it's about. So if you're interested in letting go of anxiety, if you're interested in letting go of fear, guilt, all those blooming syndromes, imposter syndromes, and every little bit of the mind which is negative, then have a listen here because we've got some wonderful processes and lots of good conversations with between you and me to get us both thinking in such wonderful ways. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Just take the trance to have a have a listen. Warning. 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 You are entering into the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. Clough. Too late. Personal development unplugged. Hey my friend, back for the longer podcast. I think this one's gonna be a bit tasty bit weird sometimes. See, this is a little bit, and it is quite a lot, following on from the podcast where we we talked about you make me feel, and you make me feel down, you make me feel up, you make me feel angry, sad, uh, jealous, all that stuff where we dive into excuses and don't take responsibility. And you see, sometimes we feel trapped, I guess. And this is where I'm going to come in and say you're not trapped by these people. You see, there's a natural thing, and it's this is the way out, but the way out will come at the end, because there's no point of the way out at the beginning, because we wouldn't be in to go out. So here's the thing. There is a natural phenomenon that you, I, everyone has, and that is the act of rapport, being in rapport. And it starts in a particular order. We start to match. Match behavior, match physiology, maybe match a voice, match breathing. And then we start to mirror them. Mirror that person. So if they move, we move with the same type of hand. We mirror the tone of voice, maybe a bit more. We mirror 
everything about them. And then what happens is true rapport is when one person leads, the other person in rapport follows. And when maybe the other person, because they're in such good rapport, leads somewhere else by changing their behavior, the other one um, change. Or the other one changes, follows, because they're being led. And it's natural. It's the natural art of rapport. There's no art, well, it's art and science, I guess, because we teach it in NLP. And that's what NLP does. It takes natural phenomena and models it. And it's not just NLP. I'm sure there's lots of other uh, disciplines. But certainly, I come from an NLP, neuro-linguistic programming background, and rapport was modelled. Model, modelling the natural, natural way that human beings get into a relationship, how they get into a connection. It's very similar. You've seen it. I know that you've seen this. You see people walking, and they're, they're a couple, and they're walking. And even though they may be different sizes, they seem to be walking in step. Their arms seem to be walk, walking, moving in at the same time. You've seen people in, in a bar or a restaurant that they are sitting in a similar way. It's as if you put a mirror there, they would be sitting exactly a mirror image. And when one goes to lift a glass of drink, the other one lifts at the same time. You'll notice this. You'll notice this. If you haven't noticed it in real life with yourself, you'll notice it. And it's so difficult to stop. You're with somebody, maybe at a bar. And as they go to lift their drink, you lift yours. It could be at a coffee shop. It could be anywhere. But as someone goes to do something, you follow. And it's so bloody difficult to stop that. Even if you try, you go, oh, what's the point? I, I keep there. And when we did our NLP trainings, and I'm sure every, most NLP trainings do this, we, we teach how to get in rapport. Because whilst it's a natural phenomenon, sometimes we need to create rapport with people. Certainly, if, I like, if I'm working with a client, I want to have a rapport with that client. I want them to like me because people like people who are like them. And that just breaks any barriers so we can then start real work. And in NLP training, what we do is we have an, have an, an experience of getting a rapport. So we would have two people. One would be just be talking and the other one would be matching them, mirroring them. And then maybe just now and again, changing their position, leading, and just noticing if that other person changes their position too. And once they do, you know you've got perfect rapport. And then you leave it. And you continue just to match a mirror. And it's a lovely feeling. It is a lovely feeling being in rapport because we like it. Again, we like people who, like, who are like us, who like us. And then we'll teach people to break rapport, to experience what it's like. So we'll take, again, two people. They'll, one will start talking. The other one will match mirror, maybe doing a little bit of leading, and then mismatch. Miss mirror, if you can miss mirror, but mismatch. So if someone is sitting comfortably and then you were sitting comfortably, you sit upright, you cross your legs, or you look away, you're mismatching them. And you, well, they, they, it's really weird to have that feeling of being in rapport and then breaking rapport, having rapport broken with you. You've got to try it. You've got to try it. In fact, you've probably, well, you'll have experienced it, I know. 
it's not a nice feeling. You see, you can observe when you're in rapport. Okay, you can see if you took the time out and you had the intention just to watch things, you would notice that you're, you're matching each other's movements, maybe a tilt of a head. Maybe you're mirroring each other's breathing now. Maybe it gets even to the smallest, subtlest, just of a blink of an eye. People will blink at the same time. It's amazing. Is what we use in hypnosis to lead somebody into a trance. The very first exercise and the very first thing I learned in hypnosis was to take somebody into trance without saying a blooming word. I just matched their physiology because there's no words. And then I mirrored them so well. And then I would start to blink. And they would blink because I'm leading them now. And then I'd blink and keep my eyes a little longer. And then I would drift into trance just a little bit. And they would whoosh, drift into trance. And it is such a wonderful exercise to, to know that the power of rapport. And I think the thing is, even if you don't realize or notice the matching and the mirroring, there's a feeling you get. There's a feeling, and it's, it's so weird. It's like in your heart, but you, just, you have this nice feeling that you are like in a cocoon with that person because you're matching your mirroring and you're leading each other a lovely dance of rapport. And you'll also notice what it's like to break rapport because it doesn't feel good. It feels, I, no, I want to be back in rapport. And I, I just want to be there. And you have to sometimes learn how to break rapport because there'll, there'll be times in, you know, when you're at work or you, you're with a friend and you're in such good rapport, they're talking, and you just got to get bloody on and do you have the rest of your day. So you need to help, help, i say that again, you need to know how to break rapport, but in a lovely way. And there's a skill in doing that and making that other person feel okay. Now, we could dive into this, dive into the whole art and science of creating rapport, keeping rapport, breaking rapport, go so much deeper. In fact, there's a whole section in an NLP practitioner training, all around rapport. And it goes into tonation of a voice, the speed of a voice, the types of words. You know, are they visual words? Are they auditory? Are they kinesthetic? You know, I feel this. I see what you mean. I hear what you say. But that's not what we're here for today. If you want something like that, yay, I'd be glad to go through that. And we'll learn and, and just share my thoughts on rapport and how to do that. But the thing is, we were talking about these people who bring you down. How do they do that? Because you choose to go that way. You know that. You choose to come down with them. And there was a lovely saying that, that brought this home to me, and it's by Wayne Dyer. God rest his soul. He's up in heaven somewhere looking down upon us. Well, that's my belief. And he said, you do not absorb negativity. You match it. And that's when I went, hey, that's the whole point of rapport. It's natural. You match their negativity. Then you mirror it back. And then you'll be led deeper into it. And don't you, isn't that so blooming true? You know, someone comes into the room and you have, you're there a little, you're okay for the moment. And then you start to get into a little bit of rapport with them. Maybe just 
matching a little bit. You know, maybe they sit in a particular way and you sort of match it. Tone of voice, sort of match that. And then you begin to mirror it. And then you're led by them into the deeper state of their feelings. And it's your choice, remember. We go back to that original longer podcast. It is your choice whether you you choose to go in to that matching and mirroring or you break rapport because you realise what you're doing and you don't want to go there. So that's, I'm going to say that again because it's so important to me anyway. Wayne Dyer said, you do not absorb negativity, you match it. And I think that's empowering because if you know that, you can unmatch it. You don't have to mirror it back. You do not have to be led deeper. In fact, the way out is to do something different. And you see, we, we all know we like being in rapport because it feels so blooming good. And we don't naturally break rapport because it feels so blooming just weird. And that's why we just let it happen unconsciously, normally. And that's why we get that excuse. Well, you bring me down. You make me angry. You do this, that, whatever. But here's the way we can do it unconsciously, which is so subtle and something we need, I think, to, to be careful of. Have you ever been in this situation? And I hate it now. I use, I, I guess I must have been in those situations. And when I hear it now, I want to get away from it. When people get together, they tend to talk about the people who are not there. And one person will mention it. And then the next. And then the next. And they're not complimentary normally. But it's as if people start matching that intention, those feelings. And they're in rapport. And they start to mirror. Those things, well, I'll tell you this about that. I'll tell you about that. I mean, we also do the same thing with, you know, when we're, we're talking to each other and, and you start to listen to, to someone's experience. You know, cool. when I was ill, it felt like this, this, and this. And someone will go, oh, that's right. I remember that. And also, do you remember when I used to be like this? And in the end, the whole conversation is around illness, dis-ease, because we've been sucked into that rapport. When people talk about sad times, it's very hard to suddenly break someone's rapport or break the rapport and, and give a pattern interrupt to say, let's not keep talking about sadness. Let's talk about something else. Let, or you know, when people talk about jeal- jealousy or, or grief or, well, you fill in the blank. We tend to have these conversations, have these feelings, ha- and, and it just, well, they, they get a life of their own, of a sort. Because I think we let them. And then we give the excuse. So it's about being observant, I guess. And also having the intention to say, you know, that's below my values. Which is where I'm going about when people talk about people behind their back. I, I want to move away. I will first of all be quiet. Maybe I'll, well, I'll talk about the going out or going the way out of this. But I tend to go out and go quiet initially. And then I'll just do something completely different. Because I don't want to be part of it. And I think what we, or what I've realized is these type of things I'm talking about, the negative and the negativity, is a little bit like a virus, a mind virus. It becomes infectious. And I don't think the effect is a good one. You know, even if you, you, know, you have these discussions, you come away, you don't feel good. You actually feel the things that you didn't want to feel, maybe. And the trouble is you might take it to somebody else. Because if you move around and you're not quite as in the state of mind that you want to be or the state of emotion that you want to be, 
then it starts to affect everyone else, doesn't it? The people around you, because of your behaviour, because of your non-verbal communication, your tone of voice. And the question is, if this is such a natural thing, this natural state of wanting to be in rapport, not wanting to break rapport, and it's unconscious, can we break it? Because it's unconscious. Well, the answer is absolutely bloody yes. And I think you have to, because it can spread like a virus, a habit virus. You get into, you see, we've all met these, these people that every time you see them, it's the same bloody thing in the negative side. And they're always in that state, that emotion, because they've got themselves into it. And we need to break that rapport. We need to not enter into matching mirroring and being led into that negative state. Because I don't want that for me. And I don't, I don't want it for you. I don't want it for us. Now, because it's unconscious, some people would say, oh, that's so hard to break this unconscious way, this natural phenomena. And, and that's BS. It's really simple. And it's, well, we say here, in simplicity, there's genius. And it is simple, but it doesn't make it easy. But it's a simple process. And once we, we do something about it, we can change it. And we then create a better habit. So the first thing, how do we do that? Let's go to the how, because no one tells you bloody how to do these type of things. And that's where I want to be different in this Personal Development Unplugged podcast of ours, this little community. I want the hows, but I need to understand what's happening. Not sort of whys, but we just need to understand. Like we're understanding the phenomena of rapport and the things where they are, examples. And, but things, how do we do it? Well, number one, I wrote down, acknowledge that it happens. I don't accept it. Because if you accept something, I seem to think acceptance is sort of making it sort of right. But if you acknowledge it, you're not passing any judgment on it. But you're acknowledging this is what is happening. And as I acknowledge that, I can choose something different. And we're back to choice now. So it isn't a case of you make me, you take me, you bring me down. No, I acknowledge where you are. And I acknowledge where I want to be. So the very simple thing to do is just stop. Don't indulge in it. Ask yourself that question. Will indulging in all of this make my life better? And we know the answer is absolutely bloody not. No, it isn't going to make my life better. Rapport feels good, but this is bringing, if it's going to bring me down, give me negative emotions, it's not going to make my life better. So because you're not going to indulge, you just think, no. I will not match. And that's it. I'm going to stop that next step. So how do you do that? Well, I guess what you do is you just go, hi, that's how you feeling? I feel so, oh, that's a shame. Must be feel so bad, but let's negate everything. But, buts are really good sometimes when you're going to negate what's just gone on. But I want to share you some good news. Anything and everything. What's the weather like? Anything to break that pattern. And you keep doing it because you just, you're acknowledging this is not the way I want to go. It's not going to make my life better. So I'm not going to match you. I'm not going to be here with you. And that's it. 
full stop, no mirroring, no being led. And you do that a few times, and those people will stop. They will. It's like when, when I help someone to, for them to change and stop smoking. Because they do the work, I just got some lovely processes, and they have the will to do whatever it takes. They want to stop smoking, and they do. We do it in one session. Lovely, great job. Great time. And I tell these people, there will be people in your life who will come up and go, oh, have a cigarette. Maybe not so much now because it's so bloody expensive, but oh, have a cigarette. Now, if you say, no, I quit. Oh, how'd you do that? Oh, don't you miss it? And all that. So we say, don't say I quit. Or no, I've been to a hypnotherapist and I did it. Oh, what was that like? Don't you miss smoking? And go back again. We don't do that. We just say, I don't smoke. That's it. And a couple of times, that being said, they will never ask you again. That's it. That is so simple. That's the most simplest way. We acknowledge it, set our intention, choose not to go into that direction, choose to go in a different direction, and talk about something else. Or you can get more subtle than that. You could use a natural, natural way of rapport. And what does that mean? Well, I could match you initially because we need to match. And as I'm matching you, or not you, because you, you're not that negative person. If I'm matching that negative person, I start to match them. Maybe a tone of voice, maybe the way they stand. But instead of me mirroring them and being led by them, I start to mirror a little bit and then lead them somewhere else. So I'm matching and mirroring with an intention to lead them away from this, this negativity. And you can even use the words by acknowledging. I know you're feeling down at the moment. That's a mirror, isn't it? We're mirroring how they're feeling. And I'd probably feel the same way if, you, if, if I'd gone through that too. And that's sort of matching now. And then you say, but, negating, but, hey, how, just, here's a weird thing. How would you like to feel? How would you like to be different? How would you, how would you like to just be there? Be here in a different way? And if people keep talking, you just talk, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And, and I would feel the same way. But just because I would love to, I would think it would be great if we could do this or I could do that. What, what's your opinion? And you see, when you start to get them to think of different ways, better ways, even sometimes when you ask that question, how would you like to be? What would it be like if you felt something? You will see them stop. The words will stop. You'll even see sometimes their eyes will like go in circles because they're, tr they, they're doing what's called a trans-derivational search. That's technical terms in NLP. They're seeking every different bit of information in their head because it didn't, they, they, they haven't been there. You've, you've given that pattern interrupt. You've stopped the way they're thinking. You've stopped the way they're feeling. And they're having to think of something different. And tell you what, I don't care who you are, man, woman, child, or whatever, you cannot think of two things at the same time. You can't think of being happy and sad at the same time. You cannot feel happy and sad at the same time. So you get them to think of how they want to be. And then you start to lead them into the experiences like that. And they'll follow you because they will then be matching 
being mirrored and they'll be led. And that's a lovely thing to be able to do. It's a lovely thing to be able to do. You know, when people are upset and people come up to them and go, oh, you're so upset. That's sort of matching a little bit, but you're being led yourself. But if you know what you're doing, you can go back to this thing, I know you're so upset and I understand that and it must, I would feel the same way. And I wonder, what would it be like if it felt to be more comfortable? And they, they've got to think about that. What would it be like to be more comfortable? It's amazing what you can do by knowing this natural, natural phenomenon of rapport. Now, having said all of that, and we've gone through, and I do say that if you want to learn more about rapport, get a good NLP book, but there'll be videos on it. And if you want, I can go through it even deeper, how we can use it, how we can get it, how we could. I used to use it in business all the time to, to get people to like me for a good way, a good reason, so they could win, so I could provide them a really good service because I wanted to find out what, their real, what they really wanted. And they wouldn't open up until they liked me and I like them. So this is so simple when you know. And you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. But now you know. And you can just observe the things that, how other people are naturally in rapport. And you see, in, in this way, when I said, right at the very beginning, you're not trapped. This is the way out. And it really starts with that, that very subtle way of just acknowledging this is what's happening. By the way, if it's good rapport, dive in, wallow in it. Have fun with it. You don't think about it, by the way, when you're in good rapport. We don't think about it when you're in, in like that negative rapport. But if it's good, just let it go. Enjoy the moment. Now, I hope, I hope that makes you feel in a way that, ah, ah, so I can choose a different way. I can do something about it. I hope you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to acknowledge this. I'm going to observe it. Now, we did talk a, a long time, well, not, there was that, that FMQ. I don't know if it's out yet. If it isn't, apologies. But it was all about, is someone arrogant or are they, have they got a real good idea? And the good idea was taking notes as you read, as you listen to podcasts. And I think this is the one, one where you could get some really good notes because you need to remember, well, you didn't need. That's me telling you what you need to do. It will be good to remember this because sometimes it just disappears when we get something else come and take our attention. And you put it in your little notebook, you put it in your, your phone, your notes there, your Evernote, whatever it is, and then you can come back to it and, and schedule these things. Because what, what this really reminded me, and it's so important to me, by the way, that I've been in, into NLP for 23 years now. It's amazing. Just had my, my anniversary, my 23rd anniversary in NLP. And the basics of NLP, the basics of hypnosis, they just work. Yeah, lots of people make things more complicated than they need be because that's what people do because they just, they go, oh, it's too basic. No, the basics work. I can even remember a time, this is a side bit, I went to see one of the originators, the genius Richard Bandler. And I was, we were, it was my son Joseph, we were there for like, I think it was a three-day 
three-day conference, not conference, but a training. Training wasn't all that, but when Richard Bandler got on the stage to do a demonstration, and he just picked someone from the audience and said, look, you've got a question, you've got a problem. Come up here and we'll solve that problem for you. And some of the things weren't working. And he turned to the audience, and I knew he was talking to me and Joe, said, would you mind if I go back to the basics of NLP? And Joe and I inside were going, yeah. And Richard Bandler just used the basics that I, I've taught, I've learned from practitioner level of NLP. And that guy on that stage changed in front of my eyes. It was awesome. So it always brings it back to me that these things that I share with you, they, they, we call them basics, they call them simple. They just bloody work. And I'm so pleased that I learned this. And they're simple. And you know why I always say, in simplicity, there is genius. So when people bring you down, just like the title says, use these three easy steps. You know, just acknowledging, not accepting. Just making a decision that you're not going to go down there. And then just acknowledge. And then lead that person to a better place by using your voice, your, your non-verbal communication, or your physiology, but just say, I'd probably, I know, you, I know you're Philly X, and you'd probably feel that, I'd probably feel that same way too if I'd gone through that. But how do you really want to be when this disappears? You get them to see the light. In fact, you shine the light that they can follow, which is a lovely thing to do. And you don't have to be an LLP practitioner for that. You don't have to be a hypnotist for that. If you are, though, think on. You better go back to the basics because they just work. Don't get complicated. Keep it simple. I'm not going to say stupid, but just keep it simple. And keep your intention. It all comes back to intention, doesn't it? All back to intention. Because you're intending to feel another way, intending to act. You're not going to be drawn in. You are in control. And when you're in control, you're at cause. And when you're at cause, you are empowered. And that's what it's all about in personal development, isn't it? Our personal development, what mine, yours. It's to empower ourselves to do more, to stretch, and empower others by our example. Hey, I hope that made sense. I always ask this at the end of a, an episode. Did that make complete sense or was it just all over the place? I think it did sort of make sense. But then I would because it's coming out of my brain, my mouth. But if there's anything there that didn't, let me know. If there's a way that you think I can improve the way I share these things, let me know. If there's anything you'd like to know more about, even in NLPs and hypnosis, you know, such as rapport, let me know. Or if there's anything you'd just like us to talk about or share with me, let me know. How do I do that, Cluffy? Well, if you didn't know, it's email and it's feedback. I'll say that again a bit more clearer. Feedback at personaldevelopmentunplugged.com. There's only one email address. It comes straight to me. It doesn't go to anybody else. Mainly because there is nobody else. It's just me and you. And we can move it from there. I hope there's Sunday golden nuggets here. You pick them all up. Make those notes. And share. Share your notes. Share your thoughts. Share your queries. Share those with me as well. And share them with your best friend. And share them with your not best friends. 
because we want them to be able to choose to become empowered. So please share this episode with everyone you know. I know you do, but it's one of those things, if we could do that every episode, it'll be awesome. I know not everyone will will resonate with you, but I, I do believe there's things within each one that will, and some of them will resonate totally. And we just hang in there, because the intention's good. So, having said all of that, having matched you, mirrored you, and led you to the promised land, no, and led you to hopefully learning even more, doing even more, and becoming even more empowered. Have more fun than you can stand, and it's time to fly. Warning, you are now leaving the unplugged mind of Paul Clough. It's time to fly on your own. Be brave, my friend. Personal Development Unplugged.